Hey everyone, this is Dan the GM welcoming you to What the Dice, episode 22. That's right, episode 22. So sit back, relax, and enjoy today's episode. But before that, have you checked out our website? Have you checked out our Patreon? Why not do both at the same time? Whatthedice.weebly.com You can find everything you need right there. As we sit in the campsite, we look out to the ocean, listening and watching the waves crash down on the sandy shores. Our eyes slowly move to the dancing flames that eat up the wood beneath it. Looking out into the darkness, we feel as if a secret is being held from us. We hear the old man's bones pop and creak as he sets down a book on his lap. Dusting it off, he smiles. Ah, me friend, it seems as if our adventuring team has found something odd in the town of Narrowcloud. Well, the wind speaks the answer. But our team has yet to learn the language in which the wind speaks. So now they return to hopefully harbor some answers from the great scholars of the Holy City. Well, as the wind speaks, we will listen. As you go during your travels, you make the rest of the way unassaulted. As you approach the holy city, Rune pulls the hat and shifts back to that strange elf. Ishul is staring at the city, awestruck. His eyes wide, as this is the first time he has ever seen a city of this size. Approaching the paladins at the front gate, give you all a big salute and welcome you with open arms, helping you off of your horses. Head guard that is out there walks up and shakes everyone's hand. Welcome, heroes. We have went ahead and purchased a home in your name. It is in the inner ring near the temple. This home has been purchased as a way to show our thanks to you. He hands you all keys that are brightly polished brass, the symbol of the holy city embossed in the uh, top of it. Each of your names carved into the edging. He also hands everyone a map of the holy city, as well as permanent passes to enter the temple area. As the front gates open, Rune takes off like a bat out of hell, running into the city and disappears into the crowds. Ishul grabs Kalila's arm and just stares up in wonder. She won't be able to help just just give him a big hug because she knows he's feeling better and he gets to see. Apparently, this is a thing of the lifetime for him, too, as it was for her. He returns the hug and just shakes his head, almost shaking himself out of this daze. I, I, I don't know what to say it this is amazing as he walks in 
a steward walks up and bows, asking if you guys... I bow back. He smiles. This is not the same steward as you had before. This is a younger elf with blonde hair, almost white. He asks if you need anything. Um, since we are new here, is there someone that we should uh, check in to instill that we are, we have arrived? He smiles and looks at the guards and just chuckles. He goes, the guards have stones of far speech at every station. They have already reported that you have arrived. I am here to facilitate any needs that you have upon entering. We are still working on acquiring a house steward for you. Well, I will uh, look up from Ishil and go, I still would like to get a healer or priest to look over Ishil and make sure he's in good health. He nods. He goes, I can take Master Ishil with me and I will take him to the best healer that I know of. I look down at Ishil and make sure he's okay with that. Ishil nods. The steward reaches out his hand. Initial smiles. It's taking a step forward. It seems his strength is returning. The steward and Ishul disappear into the crowds, heading to the southern inner ring. Hey, Clyde. So, uh, are you going to hide your shield before you meet your boss guy? Why would I hide my shield? You have teeth marks in it now. Teeth marks, dents. I think there's some drool. <laughs> that means I have done my job well. Yeah, but I thought he said something about not denting it. Oh well, so be it. It's technically not dented, it's just scratched up, which means a good polish would probably fix it. I did my job well, defending people. Well, you also swing it like a sword, too. Like a charge. There. Shall we make our way back to the scholar? We have many questions for him. That's probably a good idea. So are you all heading to the temple as a group? I would think so. I know. Yeah, sounds about right. I don't see a reason why we wouldn't go as a group. Let's go with that. As you approach the temple, there are cheers from past of the guards on the wall towers. Entering in, the priests and priestess that wander the grounds give deep bows to you as paladins salute as you pass. Standing at his post, you see Sir Reginald. He is currently in a conversation with a younger priest. It seems that there is more of a conversation of what paladins are on what duty and things like that. I still think we need a wind scroll. Well, we'll just smirk and go, shh. We'll get there. Sir Reginald's eyes turn. Then he slowly turns to face you, giving you a bow and a salute. Ah, my friends, welcome back. How did the hunt go? Did you find everything okay? I was just going to look up at Clyde. Like, nope, I'm not speaking. Um... At the current moment, uh, we did. We wanted to bring ourselves back to here to follow up on a few things that are, we'll say, outstanding in the area that we had came from, that we were unsure of. Absolutely, my friend. Well, 
first, I do need to make sure, did you acquire the skull that the priestess had requested? Um, we, we had, yes. We did. Yep. May I have it? Um, you may. Should not we return it to the uh, priestess first, though? Unfortunately, my friends, the priestess is very ill. She has been in bed rest for several days. She is eating and drinking well, but she is not currently accepting visitors. Understood. Here is the skull. Reaching out, he takes the skull and kind of glares disgustedly at it. Well, this is rather... Scully? Hideous now, isn't it? At least it doesn't have a bone to pick with you. Yes, yes. Strange jokes from a strange man. Well, I will go turn this in. I believe you wanted to speak to the scholars. Am I correct? Yes, I would like to speak with them. Ah. Well, my friends, enter away. He signals to a smaller door off to the side. He goes, Now, remember, wipe your paws before you're entering. The maids have done quite a lot of work cleaning up. We don't want to attract messes, now do we? No, we do not. He's just gonna look oddly at him, like, I need to think my paws were dirty, and like, look down at her feet, just to double check. Do you wear shoes or boots of any kind? Oh. Well, then, technically you have trail dust on your fur. Please brush it off, then. He smiles, <laughs> he goes, thank you. He turns and walks inside, shutting the door behind him. How about that? He didn't. He didn't imply that my gun would just go randomly go off this time. You true. All right, where do we get a wind scroll at? Because I really got to test that theory. Probably a basic magic shop. Oh my gosh! Entering the library, scholars are busy. There are piles of books reaching into the sky with quills and pen or quills and ink wells everywhere. There is a bustle of conversation, all of which in different languages and in different tongues. The old rat is nowhere to be seen. But one of the scholars stops and looks up and gives a deep bow. You have arrived and unharmed. Relative. Yep. We have been very busy translating many things and researching and digging into all the lore we can get our hands on. I will smile and nudge. Where is the elder scholar? As you say that, I need a reflex check from everyone. Okay. 19. I got a 9. 27. So, three books go flying. Defibulous dodges with ease. Kalila dodges with ease. And a leather-bound tome strikes Clyde. These are not the books I asked for. Go on, get me the other ones. There he is. As she turns around. Clyde? Hey, Clyde, do you just, like, attract things? Because I notice that things fly at you pretty easily. I mean, that would be somewhat what I'm here for. So I'm okay with this. As you turn around, the rat scholar is up on a dais with two arching stairways reaching up to his research area. 
Unlike the others, he has multiple desks and what looks like research assistants around him. Looking down, he raises a hand. Ah! You have returned, my friends. Come on, come on. Don't make me wait. Violet will happily go bounding up. Defibulous will follow. I follow as well. So, what have you found? Anything? Anything. Please tell me you found something. Yes, Lots we found many things. Good, good, good. And we fixed the swamp. I wish to talk to you and tell you all about it. Well, <coughs> we have much time. Well, technically we have much time. So, have a seat, have a seat. He... Can we order lunch, too? He goes, ah, oh, I will send... He hits one of his research assistants. Go on, go get them food. I didn't say speak, I said go. He nods and quickly runs off. He looks at the three of you and pushes a pile of books off of one chair, pushes the assistant with his cane off of their chair, and pulls the other's chair up with them. Go on, have a seat. I'll happily sit. Yeah, thanks. So, what about the cursed swamp did you learn? Anything useful? I've learned nothing useful. We need more information about a bone god, and we were merged between realms, as Kalila will then continue to explain everything. He listens intently, taking in every word you say. Once you finish your tale, he taps his cane on his chin and wanders off. Digging through a pile of books, he stops. He moves over to another pile and digs through there. Stopping again, he walks to his desk, pulling out an old key from his coat. He opens and pulls out this strange book that is bound by bones. Setting it down on the desk, he opens it. Letting, down, letting out a deep sigh. Well, this book is useless. Why? He walks over, handing you the book to open. She will try and open it. As you open it, every page is blank. The page are yellowed with time, and they feel as if they are made from leather or skin. So it seems that whoever found this book did not realize that there has to be something else to make the words appear. Oh, I wonder if it's like that ink that we used to play pranks on my folks with, that you, you write stuff and then disappears after a bit. He stares at Short Round for a long moment and then whaps him on the head. Do I look like someone who deals with joke ink? Ow! No, but maybe the author did. Jeez. Maybe the author has more of a sense of humor. He sighs and walks to his stool and sits down. So we have been researching nonstop, trying to find anything. Unfortunately, we have come up with very little, but there is still hope. If we can find a way to make these words appear, we will find at least the beginning of some answers. Have you asked nicely? Do I look like I ask books nicely? Not at all. No, that's why I asked. Hey, you didn't hit him. I threw a book at him. Yeah, you threw one at me too. I just had to sidestep it. Well, maybe next time. He begins to dig through tomes and books. 
finding an old piece of parchment, he walks over and hands it to you. She'll take it. There is rumor of a temple formed of bone that goes deep underground. Needless to say, no one has been able to get inside of it. Granted, I don't send adventurers to go do these things lightly because I don't like sending people to their death. What do you know of the area? Why do you know why people have died? He thinks for a long moment, pacing around. He goes, every time someone has gotten near there, they have been attacked by creatures of all kinds. All of them, the ones that did escape, which is very few, gave us the description of the same as you. The creatures had sunken in eyes, lost color, and seemed to move without purpose. Unfortunately, I don't know the exact location of this temple. This map is very crudely drawn. It will take me a few days, but I will try to find more information out. But my research assistants are lackluster and lazy, so I'm doing most of this myself. As he speaks, the research assistant that left arrives with some simple meals, meat, bread, drinks. They are all finely prepared, but they are on the simpler side. It's food to me. She'll happily take the food and... Thanks. Yeah, so I want to stay and help. My question is that skull we handed to Sir What's His Name, Mr. Hare that doesn't move. Um, could that play a part in any of this? Well, we did translate some more. He walks over, grabbing a book, and begins to read. It seems that there are several items that must be put together in a very particular order to stop the darkness from appearing. Not only will it push it back, but it will get rid of it and for a thousand years. Kyle kind of curiously cock her head because, I mean, she, you know, she worships Desna, but she hasn't heard anything about some kind of big darkness. And go, explain this darkness legend you're talking about. Flipping a few pages, he sets his cane down and holds the book with both hands. As the day of the Bone God's arrival approaches, the mortal land will be covered in a darkness so dark that no light can see through it. God or mortal, all be plunged into dark. None will be harmed, but all will be freed. That sounds terrifying. The only way to stop this is to acquire the items that the Bone God left behind and reverse the spell. But it will only last a thousand years. Hmm. Well, here's a question for you, since you're all sagely and knowledgeable. Does it, like, give any, like, hints of, like, evidence of this coming? Because, like, the village out that we just, by the swamp, those people are really screwed up. And I wonder if maybe that's a side effect of this bone god coming down here to say hi to everyone. He shakes his head. Unfortunately, that does not tell me anything like that. It just says the day will arrive. But there are... Well, brass bolts. But there are five items. One, a skull. Two, a scepter of flames. A hand of bronze. The reaper's staff. And a crystal of wind. That's why I was going to be puzzled at the oddity of items, but still listen. He goes, I have not been able to figure out what those items are, but the skull you acquired is the one that I will be researching next. Hopefully there will be clues on if it is the right one or if I will have to send you out again, which 
you seem like you don't mind, but... It seems as though the journey we start on. Hmm? I'm sorry. Can, can you say those... Sorry. Can you say those three things again? A skull, a scepter of flames, a crystal of wind, the reaper's staff, the hand of brass. Do you guys have any other questions for him? Well, like I said, uh, Kalila's gonna stay and help, like, dig through the, the lore books and, and research some more, like, this legend, get familiar with it, kind of poke around at her own whatevers for a while. Hey, Mr. Scholar. Yes? Do you have any books on ancient firearms, by chance? He scratches his chin and goes... We might. I have to go find them. They got miscategorized because of these fools down there don't know how to put things back where they're supposed to be. That's unfortunate. But... Twyla will uh, come back up to you and go, do you have books on... Oh, what were they? The... The, the shadow plane creatures? The, the thing that turned into, like, a wooden totem and disappeared on us in that one battle? Those creatures, because we seem to be coming up across them. Or those creatures with the big teeth that drool black stuff everywhere. Which one was that? That was fun. Oh, that, yeah, the fountain creatures. So yeah, she would have described their battles to him too, so she wants to research more into whatever that is, like plane walkers or shadow whatevers, or like whatever the hell they were called. So, he wanders off and grabs a book. Walking over to you, he hands you a book that covers as much as people know of the creature known as a dark creeper. Reading through it, you know that they are classified as dark folk. They tend to leave, live underground, and that's usually where they stay. They are creatures that are wrapped in black wraps. Black wraps. They are considered small humanoids, but they are hard to study because when they are killed, they disappear into a brilliant white light. It has been noted that they use a strange poison that inflicts an illness that lowers someone's strength. Sometimes it passes, but there have been a few cases where it does not pass and the person has to seek out special healing to have it reversed. Does it say what kind of healing or where that kind of item can be acquired? So the poison it is based around a fungus called darks or black smear. A lot of times it is required a strong cleric to help get rid of the poison itself. But that's usually if someone doesn't have the ability to save themselves because their fortification is too low, if they're too weak. Okay. It also was noted that their armor, their rags are as tough as leather armor. And they also have this strange ability to see in complete darkness. Why they like casting that darkness spell so much. Right. They are usually tribal in nature, and their leaders are usually called dark stalkers. But that has not been confirmed. Well, like I said, she's going to read up on the things that she has come across. That is those like moments of trying to identify what something is or like her master has told her just that smidge of information about. So she's she's gonna, this is her day. Okay. Just, you know, that's what she's gonna do for a while is gain some knowledges. So while Kalila studies, 
Clyde and Short Round, what would you like to do? Well, I'm going to go check in with the cleric or, or the paladin. Or... Okay. Uh, Defibulus is going to look for a, a book on ancient firearms and ma- uh, affliction, pe- afflict- things that afflict people to see if he can find anything that matches what's wrong with uh, the town that we left. Because I can't remember its name now. Narrow Cloud. That one. We'll have to go back and talk to Sir Reginald because she can't talk to the priestess. Yep. I forgot about that because she wants to send help back to the town and they haven't had that discussion yet. So while Defibulus and Kalila do their studying, Clyde, you wanted to go talk to the Paladin Order? Yep. Are you going to go seek out Sir Reginald or are you going to their mainstay? Uh, just their, just main, their office. main office to check in. It's the first time I'm here at the city to introduce myself. Uh, Paladin, you know, of uh, Imode, that kind of thing. Okay. So Clyde exits the temple or the library. Wandering around the grounds, you eventually find the paladin's main office. You see out front two statues made of pure mithril depicting a female paladin and a male paladin in full plate mail shields out weapons at the ready inside it seems less like paladins and more like scholars they are dressed in robes but still carry bucklers that have their god symbols or if they have not chosen a god directly they have the symbol of the pantheon sitting behind the desk is a short dwarf with white hair and a white beard. Tied inside of his beard, you see rings that represent his god. He is scribbling away, working on orders or requests. Looking up, he stands. How can I help? I am here to uh, seek the... um, Paladin, Paladins of Imode, that I might be able to speak with them and just introduce myself since I am new to this city. He sits down, shuffles through a few papers, and he goes, Name? Clyde Holdkeep. Mm-hmm. All right, and you're an I use worship by Imode? Correct. Formal training? No. Not as paladin. As a warrior, yes, but not as a paladin. All right, we will say you have some formal training. Not the best, but whatever. Down the hall to the left, you'll be speaking to a woman elf. I don't remember her name. All the elves kind of act the same. Thank you very much. Better than thou. And he mumbles to himself as he gives you a wave of, you're dismissed. I am dismissed. Traveling down the corridor, you find her office. On the door is carved the symbol of Iomade, painted in illustrious silvers, accented with brilliant blue paint. The door is cracked and you can see her 
studying what looks to be a religious tome. Good. Oh, God, is it afternoon? Yes. Good afternoon. Uh, I was told to come in this direction, but the gentleman at the desk did not remember your name. She smiles and offers, kind of gives you that symbol of have a seat. And it is clear she is either finishing up something she is reading or um, is wanting to get to a point. Okay, well, that's fine. Yep. And take a seat until she is ready. She places a small feather in the book and slowly closes it, giving you a warm smile. I am Anexia. You seem familiar as if I was told about you. Um, hold keep, am I correct? Yes, you are. How may I help you? I wanted to come and introduce myself and, um, actually, uh, formally, in fact, because this is uh, the first time I am into the Holy City, um, as a follower of Momaday, um, to speak with you if possible, to get any training or, um, knowledge that might be passed down to me in any beneficial manner. She smiles softly and she nods. She goes, well, we provide all of our paladins with training. We also provide any types of books that you require. How much have you learned from your paladin master or were you sent to us from the goddess herself? I was actually sent to you from the goddess herself. Um, I had met some paladins and they actually gave me some of her holy writings and i became an official paladin from um her writings she smiles and nods and she goes ah well that is just the first step but i have books that can help you along your way she reaches behind her opening up a small cabinet she pulls out a small bag containing within a small book, which is the Prayers of Iomade, as well as some sacred herbs and incense. Standing up slowly, she places the bag in front of you and she goes, with this, I welcome you, I welcome you into our paladin order. I bow and uh, very formally and say thank you for this opportunity to speak with you and be um, one of this order. She gives you a, a, a deep bow and also hands you a small crest. It is the symbol of the holy city. This is of an option. Most of our paladins carry this crest with them, showing them that they are part of our branch. You may take this if you wish, or you can seek out another branch to be a part of. I will take a no offense in either way. I just wish to give you all the options that a hero like you deserves um what is the differences in the branches each branch specializes in different abilities and skills our order tends to be more healing and defensive there are some orders that choose to worship the goddess by the blade others by axe we do teach those skills, but we do not specialize in them. Well, uh, honestly, since I am traveling with uh, several companions, um, 
healing and protection is where my sights are, are set currently. She smiles and then I welcome you to the Holy City Order of Paladins serving Iomade. I bow again and say thank you very much for allowing me this opportunity. Absolutely. If you ever need any books, my door is always open. And if you re require training, I can also make sure that happens. Do you have a home here in the city? I actually do. Yes. Um, but any books and training, I am open to and welcome. She nods. She goes, I will also ensure that the proper materials and items are sent to your home so that you may have a proper shrine. Thank you again. I appreciate that greatly. She smiles. She goes, would you prefer a statue of wood or a statue of marble? Difference in the, in the cost or? There is no difference. It is more of a preferential difference. I would rather have marble. She nods. She goes, I will ensure that that is sent as well. Thank you. Returning to Defibulus and Kalila. Defibulus, you have not had much luck in finding books on the firearms that you don't know anything of. You do see some reference to the dragon rifle, but it is not anything you haven't seen already. One of the things that piques your interest is the dragon rifle of a recent book that has been published is claimed that it was destroyed when your family's home was ransacked. It looks like this book was published by Short Bolt family. And it looks like it is of recent print. It also talks about how the rifle itself, what research they had led to believe that it was nothing more than a standard rifle that was imbued with the ability to take multiple rounds in the chamber, not cartridges, but shots themselves. Defibulous will forget his surrounding and very angrily yell, that's brass bolts, and glare at the book angrily. A couple of scholars look over at you, raising an eyebrow, but then return back to their work. Kalila. You've been researching for a while now, and besides finding more information about the Dark Creepers, you were not able to find anything else about the other creature you fought in the Shadow Realm. The uh, one that Keith dragged out with the runes? <laughs> Correct. Get over here! Get over You do see reference talking about how there are some creatures that do move in and out of the shadow planes based on the description of the shadow planes it's not the same planes that you were originally in the shadow plane is described more as creatures uh of shadow it is dark but well, they the the one person did explain that they were in between they weren't in the shadow realm but she is trying to just gain general knowledge of it right so she is gaining general knowledge of the Shadow Plane, which is the closest thing she could find. Well, at least it gives her some kind of insight, I guess. For the most part, the Shadow Plane creatures do act as 
at least the intelligent ones, act as any other humanoid on the mortal plane. Though some of them have special abilities to phase in and out of the mortal to the shadow realm and use it as a means of transportation. Mm-hmm. But other than that, this seems like it is a dead end. Okay. Now that's fair. She'll eventually put some of the books down and go find Short Round. You find Short Round as he yells out, that's strip bolts. Brass bolts. Brass bolts. Alright, she will follow the yell and find something that upset you. This book is absolute garbage. Who? Oh, sorry. Just glares angrily at the book, fuming. What's wrong? It's complete and utter rubbish. Why? That is not what happened. I know the truth, and yeah. Tell one of the scholars. I'm sure they would love to document it. Oh. Um. Um. He will kind of quietly button down his mouth and be quiet. What is it, Shore Round? Can you keep a secret? She kind of gives him this look. Yeah. This is really. This. Who do you think you're talking to? Hey, um, considering what happened to the rest of my family, yeah, it's kind of important to keep a secret. I will keep your secret, Short Round. Short Round's not my last, my actual name. What is your actual last name? Short Bolt. Just look at him because she knows. Okay, good to know. Why are you as your identity? Have you ever heard of the Short Bolt and rifles and ammunitions business? But Nikolayla didn't even know what his boomstick was. Right, but you have heard that name before from hunters talking about these new breeds of hunters that use these loud boomsticks. Some hunters that use loud boomsticks and that name being affiliated with it, no. Yeah, I'm actually the youngest son of the Short Bolt family, and um, originally we used to catalog and study ancient weapons and armors and things that, you know, guns. And my older brother kind of orchestrated several accidents that ended in the deaths of, you know, the folk, my parents, my other siblings, and took over the family business and wrote this garbage, and he glares at the book again. Koala's actually going to be stunned to hear that, because holy shit, that's a lot to go through. And just go, what happened? Well, my brother... If you put my brother in a a popularity contest against a box of rocks, the box of rocks is going to win hands down. They don't even have to be interesting rocks either. And he... Over everything in the family. Yeah, he... Staged an accident on a caravan route that my folks had made monthly. Uh, he blew up a steamboat with my brother and sister on it and attempted to have me murdered. You know, you're awful chipper for somebody who lost their family from a family member. Yeah, it's been a lot to take in. I don't know if I processed it yet. And I figured if I did and started acting out, I would probably start yelling and raising my voice at... Oh, wait. Merc at at that and go. Okay. 
my brother didn't like the fact that we studied ancient guns. He felt we should be making guns and selling them and mass producing them and churning out garbage that shouldn't even have a fa our family name stamped on it. But he married I don't, the one person in the whole city who actually liked him, which is kind of surprising. Your family was more of the scholarly family and well known for that. And your brother wanted to get into arms dealing. Yeah, we studied arms because it was fascinating and we could learn a lot about the past and stuff like that. And we had a dragon rifle that I kind of stole from my brother before I left the house. Along with all the research. Right. Okay, so if there's a bunch of research and you're talking about historic things, is this like a big historic thing? Well, you, you see how my gun works, right? I have to put powder in it, put charged ball and vent fire. Yes. Imagine a rifle that has the capacity to put tons of cartridges in it and, and incredibly stopping power, but it's broken and we can't figure out how to fix it. I've been looking for the parts, but it's been a very slow process. So you ran away from your heritage home because your brother was going to kill you too? I'm pretty sure he's going to kill me because I'm the most popular of the two of us. You... And technically, my folks liked me a lot more because I was a lot more into the research side of things. Does he know you're gone and where you are? He knows... He... Well, I don't know. He might know I'm alive now. I don't know. I ran into his wife um, just prior to going to Narrow Cloud. I don't think she recognized me, but it's possible. But um, yeah, I figure if he finds me, he's probably going to have me killed. That's kind of a good thing to know for your traveling companions. Well, I didn't think it was a good idea to share it at the time, you know? Because I didn't know any of you. Well, we should definitely inform Clyde. And I can understand your reservations about telling the scholars just yet. It was up to me I'd set this book on fire, but I'm pretty sure they have rules against that and spells to ward it. But on the other hand, as Kalila kind of got like lost in the thought going, if the Holy City considers us heroes, they might serve us well to tell them so in case they do see your family coming in to town, they know not to say you're here. The problem is I have no proof that he that he he had a hand in killing everyone. And I figure if I told them he's got a lot of power behind him, he sells guns to people and there's a lot of warring stupid people out there. True. All the more to tell Clyde about it. And for all I know, there could already be one of their shops here in this town. I just haven't seen it yet. Am I allowed to burn it down? Well, no, you're not allowed to burn it down. Damn. So destructive strip bolt on that one but we won't say anything yet because that's ultimately your decision but i do believe that we should go find clyde and also go talk to sir reginald about getting some aid or some assistance in the oddities going on in narrow cloud and a wind scroll a lot of updating to do yes and eventually a wind scroll as she smirks i mean no one's hair can naturally stay that still I know, it's a little it doesn't bizarre. stay still. It waves in the wind like hero wind. He never has his hair in his eyes. Yeah, that's unnatural whoever said that. Just clarifying. Do you hear that voice talking to us too? What voice? It's just me then. 
rounds him up and goes to find Clyde. Alright. So as you guys team back up in the courtyard of the temple, we're going to call this episode here. So, me friends, it seems as if Defibulus has given a little bit about himself to Kalida, sharing a secret that could, in fact, cost him his life. Well, that and Clyde joining the Paladin Order officially, it seems as if our adventuring party is developing and growing. Maybe this will help them in their travels. Well, my friends, until next time, as I say, may the Dice Gods bless your every roll. We here at What the Dice would like to thank Paizo for creating Pathfinder, Epidemic Sound for our music, as well as Sirenscape for our sound effects. If you would like to reach out to us, you can do so on Facebook at WhatTheDicePod, Twitter at WhatTheDicePod, and of course email WhatTheDicePod at gmail.com. And if you liked our little adventure, please share us with your friends and rate and review us. 